Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today we're joined by Steve Hewitt, who is the co-founder at Gander. Hi Steve, how are you? Hi Simon, very good, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. No, no, I've been looking forward to this one because it's it's very, very topical. Um, sustainability, food waste is in the press all the time at the moment. One of the top one or two news items, uh, lots of certainly retailers putting their stake in the ground with plans for 2030 and you know we're reading i'm reading this morning around car production stopping for petrol and diesel and they're trying to bring that date forward so that the whole world is rightly thinking about it i don't think today we'll get into how we got into the mess we're kind of in let's talk about the positives of how you guys are trying to help us get out of it but before we find out about gander steve let's find out a bit more about you so do you want to tell us a bit about yourself your kind of career history how you got to be the co-founder of gander yeah, sure. Thanks, Simon. Um, so uh, I'm an ex-retailer. I was 25 years in retailing. I uh, worked for Marks & Spencer, Waitrose and Morrisons, um, mainly in the loss prevention side of the business. Um, but I've done commercial, store manager, regional manager, that kind of thing um, over the years. So I've um, got a pretty good um, retail background. Um, and I came across Gander when we when I was still at Waitrose and thought, you know, what a fantastic idea and uh, I'd love to be involved in that going forward. And it was very, very conceptual at that point in time. Um, so now over the last sort of three years or so, we've been really bringing it to market and getting people to understand what it's all about. Brilliant. So like, like myself, a re- retailer at heart, always always the best conversations, I feel. Absolutely. So, so, as I said in the kind of opening part, food food waste sustainability is absolutely forefront of, I think, most people's minds, certainly the press, certainly retailers and anybody who deals in that whole supply chain. Where Where's it heading, Steve? Where's food waste sustainability heading? Are, are people really going to meet these targets they've set for themselves within the next 10 years? Yeah, it's worrying, isn't it, um, Simon? I think we've got we've got a real burning platform here around food waste, and the recent UN report has suggested that it's now as much as forty percent of food that is produced is wasted. And you know, from a macro point of view, um, it's 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 a huge huge problem to the environment. It's actually ten percent of the carbon emissions come from food wastage alone, which is an astonishing statistic. Um, so we've all got a role to play in that, of course from consumers to retailers to suppliers and anyone that's in the food business has a role to play. And as you say, the retailers have certainly set themselves some very challenging targets to achieve uh, by 2025 or 2030, uh, depending on the retailer and depending on the country. Um, and then they need some, some decent solutions in place to enable them to be able to achieve that. So I, I, I fear that there is there are still some challenges around that. I fear that, um, you know, retailers and the expectation on retailers is growing from consumer point of view, where consumers want full availability 24 hours a day. Uh, and by, by nature of that, that's going to continue to generate wastage uh, in the retail organisation. And then, of course, consumers generating even more wastage in the home as well. It's, it's a growing problem, unfortunately, and we need to do something to stop that rot. No, I, I agree. And it's interesting, again, recently I read a stat that in, within Britons are eating around 17% less meat in terms of, I think there's a clearly a health benefit to that, but people are conscious about all the emissions and all the energy that goes into producing that meat, then getting it to us and, and cooking it. 
but we've got to double that target to get anywhere near where we want to be. So I think it, it just shows the scale of mindset change. And, and I must admit, personally, 10 years ago, you'd have said to me, eat less meat. I'd have probably looked at you in a strange way. Now we probably have two or three vegan vegetarian meals a week by conscious choice. So Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 it's interesting because the meat industry in itself contributes more CO2 than all the vehicles in the world put together. It's a huge emissions um, generator which is you know that, that's that's a real problem but then of course if you then go and throw that meat away and don't eat it you know all of that's been for nothing and you know that that is really a big problem that needs solving i think it's fair to say as well you know that the, the countries are trying to do their everybody's trying to do something everybody wants to do something about climate change um, and even the Queen said the other day, you know, um, she was getting fed up with world leaders not doing anything, you know, not not taking action, just talking about it. And there's a lot of talk that's been going on over the last few years. And, you know, really, we all need to move towards action, um, away from talk and into action. And, you know, that's that's part of the reason why we formed Gander, uh, to try and try and help retailers understand those losses better. Yeah. Okay. So talk, talk is cheap, I think is the saying, isn't it? Yes. So you, you guys are putting it into action then. So tell us about Gander, tell us about kind of the mission, what you guys are looking to achieve and how you're helping certainly people that deal with food waste. Yeah. Thanks, Simon. I, I mean, we, we have um, current, currently the process in most retailers is that when food's reaching the end of its expiry, uh, in the end of its life and it, due to expire, uh, they apply a, a sticker to the product to reduce that the, that in price, and that product sits there, and they hope that somebody comes in and buys that product. Um, and of course, that's not a brilliant strategy, really. Um, it's it's good in principle, but uh, we all know that that only generates about they only sell around half of that product. So around fifty percent of uh, product is sold because people don't know it's there. There's a huge population of people out there that that, that either want this food or need to buy this cheaper food uh, because they're living on the poverty line uh, or living in food poverty um, or indeed they're environmentalists and they want to do their bit to to support the environment. Or there's a lot of people out there that, that just like to get themselves a bargain. So what we do is we surface that information to a customer in real time uh, in the form of an app as it stands at the moment. And what that app does is it keeps that product file up to date all throughout the day. So you've got a real true view of what's available in store at any moment in time. The intention of that, of course, is that we drive people into the store and we get them to purchase that product. And often while they're there, 70, over 70% of the time, actually, whilst they're in the store buying a reduced product, they also buy a full price product as well. So essentially the purpose of that is to try and get more people buying this food which means that you have less to go to waste ultimately um now the term wastage is an interesting one actually simon because retailers will may well be listening to this and think well we don't really have much wastage because we we donate that to charity and um or we use too good to go or some some of the um exit strategy for that stock but of course, the reality is that the best way of solving this is preventing it from becoming waste in the first place. And that's where it really where we specialize is to get that product sold and out of the door before it becomes out of date is really, really crucial. So that's essentially broadly how, how Gander works. 
good. No, I really like that. And I assume that there's then, I'm putting my, so you've got your loss prevention hat on in terms of your protecting margin and clearing it through and all those kind of things. I've got my productivity hat's just gone on. There's a, there's a bunch in there I can see of efficiency savings for stores as well. Uh, number of times they reduce an item. We work with some retailers that are still in um, kind of three reduction cycles in a day maybe. Clearly there's margin protection. Uh, there must be a play on stock file accuracy as well because if you're starting to push this stuff live, you don't want to disappoint people that you've said you've got 10 and there's only two reduced, if that makes sense. So that you must start to see some cost benefits as well as selling through from a sustainability and environmental point of view and margin. So, yes, that's right, Simon. We can make some really good efficiency savings uh, for retailers. The fact is we sell the product 40% faster than the than they do currently, which obviously means there are, there is less product to second reduce and third reduce, which it gives them a, a true and real uh, benefit in terms of productivity, which is fantastic. And then on top of that, the commercial benefits are, are clear to see. Most retailers run around a 2% net margin. Uh, most of the bigger retailers, some of the convenience are, are, are higher than that, of course. But even in those 2% net margins, their waste can run between one5 and 6% of sales. And therefore, every pound you save on wastage goes straight to the bottom line, which then subsequently improves their net margin number as well. So, And then you can do what you want with that money. Of course, you can put more people in, you can give it back to shareholders or so on and so on. So um, it's just really pure cost that we're, we are throwing away at the moment. So we've got all the environmental benefits. We've got some productivity benefits and we've also got some, uh, you know, bottom line uh, efficiency benefits as well. Sorry. So all, all positive news, which is very good. And yeah. there must be bits around other collaborations. I know we, we've talked a fair about other things, other, other companies that you're working with. So how are you kind of expanding the, the Gander network and universe? Yeah, that's right, Simon. So we recognise that wastage is a an end-to-end challenge for retailers and, and for consumers. So we are in the process of partnering with a number of um, other solutions, both up the chain and down the chain in terms of the food chain. So working with people that are experts in forecasting to make sure that you're ordering the right amount of product, experts in distribution. We work with a company called Why Waste at the moment who, uh, who give the retailer the opportunity to save around 98% is that is is the number that they quote uh, saving in terms of the in terms of the efficiency that you can glean from doing the reduction process itself so we work very closely with them uh, they can feed data to us which we then surface to the public we then can output our data because we know what's remaining at the end of each day. We can output that data to charities so the charities know what they're coming in to collect, which is obviously really valuable to the charities. And then we're also working with um, other companies like Plant Jammer, who are um, all consumer facing and trying to help people use food better. Uh, so they talk about eat what's in your fridge um, and, and helping people with recipes and, and how to eat how to use up the food that's going out of life. So we see this very much as a, a circular economy, really. And we we are a, a, a big component part of it. Um, but we do we are really keen to work with other providers that are out there that, that are trying to solve the problem in different places. 
good. Yeah, I, I like it when companies em- embrace others, so it becomes, as you said, that end to end piece rather than everybody trying to work in their little silos. Because as a as a retailer, I get much better value out of that piece than trying than them trying to piece you all together individually. Absolutely, and you know one of the other things that's really really key here is um, is data. So you know how we utilize data back to the forecasting company, um, back to Waste, for example, as well. Um, we have a dashboard that we give to our retailers, which shows a really intense view of what's going on in terms of wastage, uh, in terms of markdown losses, the value that's been sold, what what, what time product's selling, what selling, so that they, we can really assist them in their, in their decision-making around their, their policies and their processes to make them as efficient and as um, profitable as we possibly can. Now, when you start linking data together across multiple companies, as you say, it becomes exponentially more powerful. Yeah, yeah. D- data is uh, probably worth more than, than gold these days, isn't it, when you start to get the right data and turn it into actionable insights? Absolutely, absolutely. So where, where's the future then? This, you know, we're, we're having to work at pace in this in, in this environment and world because of the the. I suppose problems we've caused ourselves historically, and as you said right at the start, we are on this burning platform. So, mm. pace, um, creative thinking, pushing the boundaries, working at speed is absolutely essential. So, where's the future life for you guys? What kind of things are you thinking about and, and looking into? So, yeah, from a macro point of view, Simon, you know, the future is is very clear to see. I think in terms of we've got COP twenty six coming up, we've got the Earthshot Prize, which was just announced, we've got a lot of significantly important people getting around this issue from a climate perspective, which is really reassuring. Uh, now, obviously, that needs to turn into action, as we said at the top of top of this podcast, and I think that's really where I, I believe that there is some still somewhat of a gap. People want to do things; they want to make a difference, but they don't really know how. So. That's why I really welcome the opportunity opportunities like this to to talk to more people about what can be done. So I think from you know from a Uganda perspective, our, our key sort of focus areas are really around you know this is a global problem with global challenges, and we have a we believe we have a solution that is fit for the global market. So we are looking, um, we are actively um, seeking retailers around the world. Uh, to, to, to come on board with us and to try and help so we can try and help them to solve this place. So um, we recognise we can't boil the ocean, as, as it were, and we can't deal with everything at once. But there are lots of industries out there. There, there are lots of uh, uh, solution providers out there that can combined can, can make a huge dent in this problem without a shadow of a doubt. So people like RAP, people like Refed, who over over in America, uh, we've, we're working with the CRC in Australia. We're working with the government in the United Arab Emirates around uh, making legislation around this subject um, because there are some specific challenges in the Middle East that, uh, that need dealing with. We're working with a big retailer out of Russia. So we think that this, has, this is a very scalable set of solutions and, and that's that's really where the future is for Gander. Amazing. And if people want to find out more about Gander, Steve, get the app, where's the, the best place for them to do those things? 
Yeah, so you can get the app on the App Store, um, on Google Play or on the Apple App Store, of course. Um, if they would like to get in touch with us, um, just, just head over to the website, www.ganda.co. And uh, there's a lot more information on there, of course. Uh, but do reach out to us, you know, do reach out to myself. And, you know, we'd love to have a conversation with you about how we can help you solve this problem. And you know what, even if even if Ganda isn't, the answer we've got your to, to your specific problem as a retailer as i say working with others means that we've got some good exposure to them and we can probably help connect you to the to the areas that are most of a concern to you so um don't feel like you can't reach out on, on any level um and you know we will try we will try our best to support you brilliant and we'll put a link to the website in the show notes so people can click and find it e- easily last question from me steve before we wrap up what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given gosh you've caught me on the hop there (laughs) (laughs) the best i think probably the best bit of business advice i have been given would be not to rush important decisions and to ensure that you consult with people frequently. So essentially that, you know, you, you take your time over your decisions and you talk to people that have been there and done that and got the t-shirt. And that, that's probably the best advice I've ever been given. And I've, and I've kind of um, gone through that with Gander as well, you know, where we bring in people to get advice about certain things. Uh, if we're not experts in that area, look, find the expert and ask them, let's talk to them. You know, and again, speaking to people like yourself, Simon, and Rethink and, you know, understanding that where are the efficiencies we can get, for example. We, we don't really know that. Okay, I was in retailing for a long time, but, you know, you guys are much closer to that. So utilising your contact base and, and building that exponentially is, is really, really valuable. Yeah, no, network is key. I agree totally. I agree. Listen, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure to find out a bit more about Gander. Hopefully, those listening will, will reach out, even if only one does, and we start to kind of solve this problem and move it forward. It will have been a benefit. So really appreciate your time, and thanks again for coming on. Thank you for your time as well, Simon. Really appreciate it too.